to the ninth episode of Where the Chasm is Bridged, a podcast by Behind the Scene, an organization committed towards ensuring dignity of labor for blue-collared workers. With the aim of extending dignity of labor at the farmers' command, this podcast draws on the issue of debts through an eye-opening book written by Munshi Premchand in 1936. Trees bear fruit only to be eaten by others. The fields grow grains, but they are consumed by the world. Cows give milk, but she doesn't drink it herself. That is left to others. Clouds send rain only to quench the parched earth. In such giving, there is little space for selfishness. Set in the pre-independence era, portraying the realities of rural India in a pristine form, Godan, that literally translates into the gift of the cow, is an utterly captivating read. and keeps fun on the edge of their seats placed in a village called belari in uttar pradesh munshi premchand presents a brief account of many people in the village from the poorest to the richest but the central character in the novel is a man named hori the novel oscillates between urdu and hindi to connect intrinsically to the roots of the location it intends to portray Even though the thematic timeline of the book is in the pre-independence era, it doesn't interact much with the freedom struggle. In a way, this symbolizes how the villagers were inherently politically excluded with struggles of their own. Hori's greatest desire is to buy a cow to climb up the status quo in the village and establish his prestige within the Brahmin community. It is his innate, most vivid dream. This highlights. that beyond the grandeur of owning a home or a piece of land puri remains a simple peasant with simple desires in a bid to buy a cow from a cow herd named pola he ends up borrowing rupees 80 from the local money lender things start to fall into a spiral for hori here on soon after puri tries to cheat his brother hira of a rupees 10 this incident leads to an altercation between hori's wife dhania and hira's wife In a bid to seek revenge, Hira ends up poisoning Hori's cow and runs away to avoid getting into trouble. The death of the cow entails a police investigation and Hori comes under the heap for this sacrilegious act. In order to settle the matter, Hori procures more debt from the money lender and pays off a huge penalty. From this point on, the reader starts to experience the burden of mounting debt on the villagers. Further, from here Premchand starts to weave another perspective with the focus shifting on Hori's family. Hori's son Gobar head falls heads over heels in love with Junia, Bola's widowed daughter. Soon after, Junia gets pregnant with Gobar's child and both of them decide to elope. Gobar manages to enjoy a decent life in the city and is able to effectively manage his finances. However, he extends no financial help to his family back in Belari. On the other hand in Belari his family incurs a tyrannical rule of the villagers and the panchayat levies a huge fine on Hori when they accept, when they agree to accept Junia in the household pushing Hori deeper and deeper into the debt trap added to Hori's crumbling socio economic stresses was caused by the act of paying a large dowry paid by Hori and Dhania to marry their eldest daughter Sona of some part of this dowry based tradition was founded in their need to maintain their class and status in the village they rejected the groom's family's proposal to have the wedding without the dowry 
and made as many embellishments possible for Sona's wedding as they could. Sona's wedding thus becomes a way of reflecting their social position rather than the marriage itself. By the time the marriage of Hori's second daughter, Rupa, comes in line, Hori finds himself knee-deep in debt and unable to arrange for adequate dowry, therefore marries her off to an old widower. He had to procure another debt of rupees 200 for the purpose. Troubled with the mounting debt, Hori grows determined to pay the sum back while still aiming to own a cow to ensure that his grandson is able to have milk. He toils hard day and night, pushes himself to the limits of exhaustion and faces unparalleled physical stress. His body, unable to bear the burden, withers while death awaits him. The novel ends with Dhanya forcibly parting with whatever savings she had to give the cow to appease priest Dattadeen so that he prays for the recovery of the severely ill Hori. However, death awaits Hori. As the novel ends with a stark metaphorical reminder of how farmer deaths are often driven by the impermeable death traps set in the very structure of how the political social structure of the rural economies in India work. The targets of these traps are mostly the poor, helpless farmers in their families. Even today, in India, about 28 farmers commit suicide each day. With dwindling income, extremely scarce alternative employment options, high risk of market failure, ever-increasing cost of agricultural inputs, the farmers are often engulfed in a dense situation. Their dignity, honor, and financial position are repeatedly subjected to vulnerability. Thus, even after 85 years have passed since Godan was first published, it still makes us ponder whether farmers have been able to move beyond the age-old compartments or debt traps, whether their prosperity is ever guaranteed, whether their financial security is in any better position today. With these questions and this classic piece of Hindi literature, I will leave you to think about some of these answers. With a thought-provoking issue next time, next month, we will be back. Till then, stay tuned, stay safe. Thank you.